Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money. This is the podcast where we focus on the business of being a tile contractor. We do this because we believe to Tile Money, this podcast, the Facebook group, everything we're doing is strengthening the tile industry. It's education designed for contractors by contractors, and it helps tile contractors build sustainable, profitable businesses, which is good for the entire industry from the installer up. So I'm excited today. We've got another great interview. I've got two guests, actually. They're brothers, Lincoln and Tyler, and they work the business together. They work together every day and they run the business together. So I'm excited to hear about their partnership, some of the projects they've been able to do and be very profitable on. We've got a lot to discuss today. Before I bring them on, though, I do want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors, you know, they 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 um, they allow this podcast to go on and allow me to devote a lot of time and attention to this. So I'm very thankful to the NTCA. Uh, it is the National Tile Contractors Association where you will find some of the nation's most professional and profitable tile contractors. You know, they've been an association for since 1950 and uh, they can be your most valuable resource. If you want to find out more about the NTCA, you can visit them at tile-assn.com to find out more about what they have to offer. The link is in my show notes, as well as Ladecree International. Ladecree International is a a great company with uh, super good family values. Uh, they invented Thinset. To this day, they're still a family-held, a fi- family-owned company. So check out Latacrete products if you haven't. GoBoard. GoBoard is another sponsor. They are a lightweight, waterproof tile backer board from John's Mansville Company. It's easy to cut with a, with a knife, easy to handle, easy to install, lightweight. You can build the complete shower assembly with the GoBoard products. And listen, we all know time is money and GoBoard is designed to save you time and earn you more money. And HappyTileGuy.com, HappyTileGuy is where you can get your websites that are created for tile contractors by tile contractors, along with my partner who is an SEO expert and a website designer. All right, so let's, let's bring Tyler and Lincoln on. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Doing good. I like yourself. Doing good. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Not a problem. So why don't we go, why don't we start with Lincoln first? Uh, tell us who you are, where you're at in the world, um, and how you got your start when, when, in Tile, and then the same question to Tyler. Well, uh, I'm Lincoln, and I'm owner of Crinks Tile LLC. Um, I live in Cameron, about an hour north of Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, I started in the trade when I was 20 years old. Uh, my a friend of mine was a journeyman in the union and asked me if I wanted to be his helper. And, and off I went. I started and I've been doing it ever since. Okay. So you, had, you were apprenticed inside the union. Yeah, I did my, my three years as a helper. And then I did my apprenticeship also through the union. And I got all the way up to my journeyman card. Excellent. Very cool. And Tyler, when did you come in and join the company? Uh, well, I actually own my own as well. It's just a Tyler Crins Tile LLC. And uh, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I came back in 08 during the recession. So I kind of popped around a little bit doing whatever I could. And then uh, Lincoln was afforded an opportunity to go work for another company on the non-union side. And so uh, I jumped on board as his helper. And uh, that was back in 2009 or 2010. And uh, climbed my way up 
through the non-union and then crossed over to the union a few years ago. And then here I am. Very cool. Well, thank you for your service, first of all. And I'm glad it, that worked out. I, I, I guess I had, uh, you had told me, Lincoln, that you're own, you own two separate businesses, but you do a lot of work together. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We okay. both have our own LLCs and um, all the jobs we do, we do together. Um, you know, it just, it cuts back on payroll taxes and all that stuff. You know, we just, we cut each other a check at the end of each job for, for it's, we split it all 50, 50. Okay. And do you guys, do either of you have employees? No, no, just us. Okay. So we'll bring, if it gets, you know, like those dog kennels, you know, we needed some extra help. So we just made a couple of phone calls to see if there's anybody that wanted to come up and help. And it worked out. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so who, whose idea was it to have the two different LLCs? It's kind of agreed upon really, you know, I formed mine first mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we didn't want to, I don't want to do withholdings. Didn't want to do all that stuff. So we're like, well, we'll just form two LLCs, you know, we'll still work together every day and, you know, I'll get a job and get Lincoln to get a job and we'll just, you know, just, just split the profit off of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're each responsible, you know, if it's my job, I'm responsible for getting off, you know, doing the whole bid work and doing all that fun stuff mm-hmm. and vice versa for him. Okay. So. Now, kind of a unique situation, really, I think. I don't know very many people out there that work like that. You know, I don't think it would work very well if it wasn't your brother. Right. Right. Yeah. A little bit more complicated mm-hmm. and it's good too, if, if, that it is your brother. I mean, if you guys ever, I mean, I know my brother and I, we, we we'd be taking some time apart too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we were younger, you know, we probably, before we grew up just a little bit, it would probably have been a lot more of a headache, but mm-hmm. you know, we both, I taught him how I wanted things done, you know, and that's how he does it. And so, you know, and we've both learned along the way and we both keep learning mm-hmm. and it works out really well. How much um, value do you put Lincoln in your apprenticeship with the union? Uh, I learned a lot. Um, you know, I was very fortunate that this setter, the journeyman that I worked under was a very good teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, he would rather him sit back and let me set some tile than him setting all the tile himself. He wanted me to learn, learn the whole process. You know, even when I was his helper, I was doing all the layout. I do all the layout work, you know, he, and then he'd come back in and check it all. Um, he was always, anytime I did say tile, he'd always make me pull a few up, make sure I had the coverage I was supposed to have. And, you know, he, it, I learned a lot. I learned, especially through him. I learned a lot, you know, the schooling, the schooling was a headache more than anything, just because of the amount of time it took, you know, it started out where I had to give up two Saturdays every month mm-hmm. and not get paid for it and have to drive an hour just to school and an hour back from school. And, you know, it, then they changed it to where it was like two evenings a week, every other week. And, you know, so, and me, I live in an hour North of Kansas city. It, I wasn't getting home till nine, 10 o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah. Those nights, you know, but, I did learn some stuff, you know, I, the guy that was teaching it, he was, he taught us to float walls, you know, we could float mud walls if I needed to. And, mm. you know, and that's where I really learned to float mud. Um, he was really good at, at floating mud and that's where I learned that and still enjoy floating mud to this day. Excellent. Yeah. The, the, what, what was the total time commitment? And, you know, by the time you had your journeyman, um, uh, it's a, 
it was a six year process. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it was a six year process, three years as helper, three years as a, as a setting apprentice. Okay. Thanks for uh, expanding on that. I know a lot of folks, um, you know, I've never been in the union myself, just there was never really one around where I was and um, it just never went that way. But I, I, I did, I do feel like I did. Um, well, I, well, yeah, I, I see what happens is we, most of us will leave our apprenticeship too early, you know, before that yeah. six years, you get, you get to yeah. the three, four year mark and you're starting to itch, you know, but yeah. the the thing that I really like about, you know, uh, what I hear about the union is they do have that six year apprenticeship, you know, to journeyman, um, program and you come mm-hmm. out a, a, a well-rounded installer, you, you know, oh, I, I agree. yeah, yeah. And they, you know, there's, there was opportunities that I had while I was in the union that, you know, I really appreciate. I was able to do a, an apprenticeship comp test that they have. Um, you know, they, they flew me out to Chicago and it was me and 20, almost 30 other apprentices in a contest. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mock up, you know? wow. That was cool. That was a lot of fun. And it was a contest like first, second, yeah. third place or something. Or- yep. Yep. They have a, they placed out the top three and then the top two out of it, um, were able to go to the nationals. Okay. So it was a really cool thing. That's I got pretty third, cool. So I, missed, I got third place. So I missed it. I missed it by just a couple of points to be able to qualify for nationals. Oh, wow. That's still pretty good though. Third place. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. That's awesome. So Tyler, let's, uh, let's bring this home because now you apprenticed uh, under your brother. First of all, I mean, there's some, some things to unveil. I mean, that says a lot about you guys' relationship right there that you were able to do that. But, um, how was it learning? How you, tell us a little bit about your apprenticeship under Lincoln. Well, it is it, it, pretty unique, you know, like we're saying, you know, like, cause since I was in the, in the non-union side and growing up doing all the tile, you didn't have all the schools and all the programs. So I was a knowledge hound. So, I, you know, I'd ask questions and ask questions on top of questions. I'm sure he got tired of answering questions. And then, you know, there was like, you know, a few other tile setters that, you know, worked for this company that, you know, Lincoln had known for, you know, in the union days and everything like that. So there was like so much knowledge that I could pick brains on. And, you know, and I was a pretty good helper. So, you know, I, I, I could go on other jobs without Lincoln and I'd go work with another setter. And then, you know, so I'm getting even more information because some of those guys, you know, you ask them questions. Well, they're going to give you more information that you even wanted to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, simple question. They're going to give you the storyline of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of neat, I, you know. It was, it, it was kind of difficult learning at first, you know, once you get the knack of it all and get it all figured out. And then everything else is kind of, you know, it's just like that puzzle. Once you get that perimeter built, you know, it just kind of flows in there and all those pieces just kind of start dropping in. So, I mean, it was, it was unique. It was fun, you know, but being brothers, you know, you know how that can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it, it, it was fun though. It, it, it was, it was different, Yeah, but it was kind of nice too. Cause when I ended up leaving the non-union and joining the union. Oh, you did? Like, like I left, you know, after seven years, you know, coming in maybe six, something like that, you know, and I went straight into the union as a full-scale journeyman. When, you know, there were kids that were still, you know, barely getting their apprenticeship and they've been in it for 10 years, 15 years, you know, for a long time. Oh, wow. So it was kind of, it, it, it kind of makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the union, once you're a full scale helper, then it's up to the contractor if they're going to give you your apprenticeship or not. You know, so I know guys that have been helpers for 10, 12, 15 years before they ever got their apprenticeship. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So they have to make that judgment call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if the union would have, me and the union probably would have never saw eye to eye. <laughs> but I, I, I do have a lot of respect for it. And and mm-hmm. and like everything, you know, it depends on your location and, and your union, you know, uh, boss or, you know, yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. So it is, yeah. it's a good conversation though to have. And I'm glad we had this short conversation. Now, mm-hmm. fast forward us to today. What does your business look like? I mean, where are you guys, uh, where are your clients coming from? Who do you work for? Um, 90% of our clients are all referral based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we only have what, maybe three contractors that we would do work for. Yeah. There's um, probably three main contractors that we pull work from. Mm-hmm. And then there's probably three or four more that, you know, they're not as heavily into everything. So, you know, the, the jobs that we get from them, it's not quite as many and quite as often, but you know, and then we, we got rigged up with a, uh, a flooring store over in Chilla Coffee, and uh, we've been picking up work off of her. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been great to work with. They're awesome to work with. Oh, that's good. It's one of the very few flooring stores that when she's putting a bid out, she calls us and mm-hmm. says, hey, this is what we got. What's, your, what you, what's the cost on it? What are you going to charge us for it? Yeah. And, you know, it works out. Works out great for us. Yeah. Because we don't, there's no, we don't. There's no going into it blindsided on saying, okay, we, we know straight up front, this is what it is. And this is what we're getting out of it. That's cool. Yeah. That's unusual for a flooring store, but that's how the relationship should be. That's good. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. a good one. Yeah. And it's just a local mom and pop locally owned flooring store that's been in business for 40 years. Yeah. And that's just how she operates. You know, she told, she told us that we're the only, there's only been one other tile uh, contractor she's ever let do a shower for us. For oh, her. really? Yeah. Every, and so, uh, but so there's been us and one other guy that's been able to do her showers for her. So it's like, you know, 40 years, she's only let a handful of people do something for us wow. because she trusted. Wow. Yeah. So she knows the value mm-hmm. and probably got burned a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Said enough of that nonsense. Oh yeah. What kind of installations? So is this custom homes? Is this track homes with them? I mean, uh, it's mainly all custom homes. Okay. Um, I think, I think we had one builder where we did three spec homes for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, everything is all custom. It's mm-hmm. all usually a custom home. Okay. Here, here lately that we had a guy that we've been doing a few customs for, he was doing a few track homes and spec homes, but he's kind of gotten more into the custom building. So all his stuff lately has been custom. Okay. Are, are there a lot of tile contractors doing, doing work over there? Is it a competitive market? Yes and no. There's, I mean, everybody's a DIYer. So a lot of these people think they can do tile. And one of the contractors that we work for, you know, he thought he would go a different direction with somebody else. And he come to find out, you know, well, he, he did that. And now he had to pay because, tiles were popping up off the floor and falling apart. So, I mean, there, there's really, really nuts and bolts of it. There's not, there's not actual tile contractors around. There's maybe within the, you know, close vicinity of 20 mile radius outside of, you know, you get into St. Joe and Kansas city, but if you stay up here, you know, in this rural area of us, there's, there's maybe us two and maybe one other, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. So that, does that work? I mean, that sounds like it would work in your favor with these builders then. Oh yeah. It's worked out really well for yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, we, awesome. it's just, 
it's worked out really well. And yeah. to be honest, I would prefer to do most of the work I pref- we prefer is just the referral work, you know, go in and tear out the old shower and let's put a new one back in type of stuff, you know? Yeah. I prefer that over, or it is nice sometimes be able to walk into a new house and just get started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, There's some, uh, well, what, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about this dog kennel job. I mean, this, this thing, I remember when you posted, I mean, everybody was going, going a little bit crazy. And I mean, yeah. you know, it's not every day that you see a job of this scale of this size. No. And it's just like, it was an interesting job to say the least. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's crazy how it all came about. So this contractor up North, he, he's, he's just an older guy, you know, and he, he called another contractor that we do work for. He's like, Hey, I need a tile guy for this, you know, for this shower. So, you know, we go up and we do this shower for this house turned out awesome. Well, we picked up a few more jobs off of him, and, uh, his nephew had called him looking for a tile guy. Mm-hmm. Now this is for a guy in Jamesport. It's a dog kennel. So it's, it, it's small. This one's small. It's, on, it's only like 2,500 square feet of tile. So, you know, we go in there, we do it. No problem. Well, a couple months later, I get this another phone call and they had talked these, these dog breeders and, you know, oh, yeah, facilities. Sure. they had talked, you know, and this one down here is only 30 minutes away. And now we're looking at, you know, almost three hours away. So, I mean, there's some communication going on. And, uh, so he calls and he's like, Hey, you know, I got this facility, you know, so we kind of started talking back and forth and he was kind of telling me the size of it. He's like, yeah, I got two rooms, you know? They're each like 30 by, you know, 60 feet long. I was like, oh, that's not too bad. You know, yeah, sure. He's like, I got a couple other little rooms. We're like, all right, no problem. You know, so we go up and look at it. And I mean, it's, your imagination is just blown. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, this is a dog facility. This is a dog kennel. We are jaws hit the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where do you even begin to even start measuring anything? And how do you even start? I mean, I think it took us three hours. Yeah, right. I think it took us three hours to run through the building. Yeah, to get measurements and everything. And then it took us another two hours sitting there getting a material list together, and you know, it's just unreal. Yeah, it was a it was a, a sizable <laughs> scope. I mean, oh yeah. How many how many individ, how large were these kennels, and how many were, did you end up doing? The there's forty four individual stalls in in the two great big rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, the big stalls were like seven foot deep by like seven foot wide. And then they had smaller stalls that were like probably four foot wide by three foot deep, something like that. And then there was the cat room, which I don't know, it was like eight foot ceiling. So there was eight foot walls cutting around. I mean, you guys saw the pictures cutting around <laughs> all sorts of little windows. Yeah. And, and the cat kittle was the one that we were not looking forward to the most. Yeah. Because the climbing up and down and in and out of those, there's one side in there where it's got four on the bottom and then four on top, just the climbing in and out for every cut, for everything was just a, a mess. And we got our Sigmas, we got them set them up, set up on a Baker scaffolding to try and reach out to cut that. And it was just no fun. Yeah. No. And so what I'll do, if you're listening to this and you don't know the job we're talking about here is I'll put a link to, to some of the pictures that they've shared here in, in one of the groups. And, um, I can't remember, are you guys on Instagram with, with this stuff or? No, no, yeah, I'm I, not. Uh, I've got my Facebook page, uh, yeah. Crince Tile LLC is my Facebook page. 
Um, and outside of that, that's all we got. Yeah, I'll put I'll put I'll put a link to this because it's worth having a look. I mean, it's one of those really interesting jobs. I guess it's a good thing you had that smaller job because then you kind of knew what goes into this, right? No, well, like, no. no. <laughs> the, smaller, the smaller one was it was all floors. Oh, it was just floors. Oh, just okay. floors. Oh, so I see. It was just a you know two thousand feet of twelve by twelve on the floor. Yeah, it's fairly simple, you know. And this thing here, it was just just mind boggling really when you yeah. start thinking about everything that went into it yeah how many square feet of tile did you mention that yet there was 8700 square feet yeah so yeah that's that's a lot of tile yeah a lot of and, little boxes yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, when we were going up there working and when we were we were doing the cat kennel in the grooming room you know we were going up there working 10 12 hour days because you got nothing to do but work and go sit in the hotel room and so there was a 10 or 12 hour day that I was up there, I put in one full piece of tile in the entire day. Everything else is either a grinder cut, uh, you know, a sliver cut, wrapping around all those little window walls. But I mean, it was one full piece of tile. Yeah. That's a, that's a long day. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That would drive me nuts. Yeah. So tell me, t- tell us a little bit about how it developed. Uh, Cause I, I remember was it, was there a time crunch on this thing? There, yeah, he was the the owner. He's been building this building for what two years now, yep. and he was to the point where he's ready to get it done. You know, he had had other tile guys in there, and he got rid of them. And so then, because there's also another three thousand feet of tile that was set in that building that we didn't even touch. Oh wow, just like floors or stuff. Yeah, a whole bunch of floors and some wainscot walls and stuff like that, and. Uh, he was wanting it done fairly quickly, um, as quick as possible, but he was really understanding was like, we take on this project, we still have work back at home mm-hmm. that we need to tend to that's been on the books. We can talk to them to see if they're willing to, you know, help out and work with our schedule. And they were all more than willing to help with it, but they didn't want to push it off for, you know, a crazy amount of time. Yeah. So he well, was with, with doing that. It was like, like, you know, we come back home for two weeks and you run yourself ragged going to multiple jobs like all week long. And then you go back up there for two weeks. And it's almost like a relief because all you're doing is going to one job <laughs> for like two weeks instead of six jobs in two wow. weeks or something. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and and how, how did it, how did it turn out with, um, I mean, he's anxious to get his dogs in there. He's kind of putting a time crunch on you guys and you, it's good. You were able to do it. Um, and, and in the end, I mean, what, what would you say? Would you do it again? Well, he's already told us he's, he's building another one and wants us to do it. <laughs> oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> he's, but, he's, already, he's already got the concrete poured. He's already broke ground and got the concrete poured for it, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of dogs is this guy raising? Everything. Oh, Everything okay. but the bully breed. Okay. So... You know, yeah, talking about starting to raise those hairless little dogs with little hair on their head, little hair on their feet. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh yeah, just I've, it's just uh, un, unreal, just absolutely insane. So you, you know, we we ended up we we figured it up at six weeks initially, and then you know, there's lot you know, it's every big job, you know, tile issues. He was short on this tile, so now we're having to wait. You know, epoxy grout, we're having to wait on epoxy grout. So I mean, there's all those issues that were factored into everything. And so, I mean, there were some, I mean, some, 
some days it was like, well, you're holding us up because we're 500 feet short of this one tile and it's got to come from Egypt, it seems like, to get it. Right. So he was pretty understanding that, you know, with the extra three weeks that it took. Yeah. Because he well, knew like the tile part of it. He didn't even use our figures on the square footage to order the tile. He had, he bought all his stuff from a flooring store up there by him mm. and they came in and measured everything. So they went off of their own measurements, you know, and ours were a little bit different because we allowed for waste and we allowed for, cause we knew there's a, a lot of cuts. Yeah. But so he went off of theirs. And so that's where they ended up coming in short on in right. one room. He was in one room. He was 500 feet short. And in the other, one of the other rooms, he was 160 feet short. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. So I know you, I mean, this is a, this is, was a good chunk of money. I mean, I know you guys, you guys bid this thing pretty, pretty good. Um, did you give them a hard bid or was it, was it a, uh, or what was yeah. it? A T&M? We get, we gave them a hard number and, uh, you know, in which in the end it was actually going to cost us a little bit because, you know, we I mean, we got to figure it up, but you know, just like the thin set, I mean, holy cow, and then 260 sticks of stainless steel metal. Mm. Like, you know, we figured it up. You know, we were doing all the math. We were like, yeah, we came up to 180 sticks. Well, whenever you start doing 30-degree right. angles and all these other weird angles, you know, it starts getting e eaten up on waste on metal, Right. And, you know. So, I mean, there was a few things that, you know, that kind of – ate us in the shorts a little bit, mm -hmm. but at the end of the job, you know, when you talk to him, say, Hey, this is what we were, you know, this is what happened. This is what's going on. He was more than happy to not make it cost us any money. So he, he ended up paying for the extras. Mm -hmm. So you were just extra, communicating extra with extra him and extra. just telling him, look, this is the situation. Yeah. Well, and he knew, he knew that it was an estimate. He knew the hard oh. number that I gave him. It was, you know, this is just an estimate. Yeah. No, it wasn't a firm, I guess. So it wasn't a hard number. Right. You know, so it was, it was, it was an estimate. Yeah. You know, I think I, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up, Tyler. I think we forget about that a lot of times. I know I, I do myself. I mean, you hate to give someone a number and then go over. I mean, that's the worst mm -hmm. thing in the world. Um, when it ha I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but in our minds, right. In our minds, it's yeah. like, Oh no, you know, but I think especially for a, for a job of this size, mm -hmm. it's, it's almost a necessity to have that conversation up front and be like, look, you know, we're going to get into this and, you know, it, it could be more. I mean, let's just get into it and we're going to communicate the whole time. And, and once we see, if we see something going sideways, you know, we'll let you know for sure. Mm -hmm. Let me, give me, give me one second here. I'm going to share my screen. I, I was able to pull up some photos of this for, for those watching this on YouTube, you can just watch it right here. I forgot I had this ability to do this just to give you an idea of what we're talking about here. So you can see all the detail of this. I mean, just every every square inch, it looks like what seven feet up was tiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was insane. And yeah. you can kind of see on those windows how you know at the top of them, each one kind of dovetails down. It's got a you know weird angle on the corners. Yeah. And each one of those, those are the ones that are like you know you'd think it you know like a thirty two degree. It's all those weird angles. Like where where did he even come up with this number? Right. To even frame it in on this weird angle. Right. Yeah, this is a, this is a wild job. And it's yeah. nice. It's nice looking tile too. Well, yeah. And you know, he ended up spending a little over $60,000 just on his tile. Just on the tile. Yep. 
And what about the Schluter edging, the, the, the metal? We, that, that's all stuff that we provided. Um, yeah, yeah. 280 sticks um, is what we ended up using. So uh, a few grand. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Several thousand dollars just in metal. Yeah. You know, we ended up using what, about 30 units of care epoxy on it. Wow. 32. 32, 32. units of care epoxy. Wow. Did you have a were you, did you have a picture of that grooming room? Yeah. Um, is it in there? Should be pull that one up. Yeah, it should be in there. Let me. It's got like a gray bathtub in it. Uh, let me see here. It's pretty wild. Is it on the same picture? Uh, it should be in that same group. Yeah. Okay. And each each one of these little little kennels has a shower, right? Like a, a they've drain. all got a water line and a drain. Yep. Wow. So everything was was waterproof with aqua defense and fabric mm. prior to this also. Man. Yeah, that's the cat room. Okay. Double deckers. Yep. What's this and room? You can, you yeah, can see right there in those pictures, you know, you got those around all those little windows. Yeah. Little tiny rips. And then they put glass in there or something? Yep. Yep. They'll have glass and all of that. Oh, yeah, that's that. the grooming room. Okay. So this is where they groom them, huh? Yeah. What a trip. No, it's it's unreal. And that's what everybody that's seen the pictures, everybody that's walked in there, they were just blown away. Yeah. So it's 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 nice, that's for sure. You know what's interesting about a job like this, and you already alluded to this fact that these type of people, um, I mean, you know, it's just like tile setters, right? We all know each other. I mean, I know tile mm -hmm. setters in every single state around the world. Um, you know, if you're a dog, a dog groomer or a dog breeder, right. Or, or whatever mm -hmm. you, you hang out in groups, you hang out in Facebook groups, you know, each other, it's a, you get the same magazines, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. and you talk to each other. And so what's interesting, what I'm driving at here is like, you guys could probably make a career eventually out of just doing these things all over the country. If you See, want. That's funny <laughs> because the guy that does all the smoke alarms for him, that's what he's doing. He does. It's. It's actually an Amish community. It was for an Amish guy. Oh, okay. You know, so he travels and does um, the smoke alarms for all of their facilities now. Yeah. You know, he's just like, that's, that, they keep me so busy. I don't have time to work for anybody else. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it was funny. Our, uh, our, uh, our pastor at church, you know, talked to him about all this stuff. And he's like, man, I really think you just found your, your, your niche. Dog kennels, man. That's your guys' niche now. It's a dog kennel. Like, oh man, I don't know if I can do those all the time. Yeah, <laughs> not not to the quite to that scale all the time. Well, it would be, you know, it would be an interesting business, and it's something that you could scale and, and train employees on. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it, it's funny because we we go through life and. You know, we think tile, tile, and we, you know, we, we know about commercial work. We know about, you know, Burger King work and we, we just know all these little different things. And then you, you learn something new. You learn, ah, there's a whole nother niche that I never knew about dog kennels. And so, yeah, I, you yeah. know, I'm just, it just blows my mind how you can find a niche within a niche and, and just niche down hard. And if you wanted to, you, you could really make a business doing all of this. And I'm not saying yeah. you guys want to, or you should, or whatever. I honestly, it doesn't affect me. It's just interesting to think about. Yeah. 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 And I, and I guess I, I want to just put that out there to the audience too. I mean, you know, just don't, you know, don't, don't think that you're limited to doing what you're doing today because uh, you never know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not everybody's going to do a bathroom floor or a shower. I mean, dude, there's tiles so many other places. Like, I really never thought I'd tile a donkey. I mean, right. that's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe an entryway for a floor or something, but I mean, full scale like that. Never in my wildest dreams I ever thought stuff like that was happening. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. So what one question I do ask is is what are, what is you guys' plan for the future? I mean, do you have wild dreams? Do you have a where you're wanting to take this business? What do you guys think of? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't. I, I, me I, personally, I, me personally, I don't want to. I don't want to grow to where, you know. I have a bunch of employees. I really don't want any employees because, you know, just like we were talking to Charlie Leach the other day and he was explaining all this stuff when he had employees and he was like, man, it's like, I, I got to stop doing what I love doing because I have to go run after five other people and make mm-hmm. sure they're doing something right. I was like, well, yeah, if I bring another tile setter on and he's doing a shower, what if he doesn't waterproof it the way it needs to be done properly and now I'm coming back and fixing leaking showers. Right. So, you know, it's, it's that big, scary thing where you're putting that trust in other people that you really don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, that's tough. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get, you know, I want to, I just want to work and stay busy. I don't want to get to a point where I'm not able to work because I have to chase around six different rabbit holes to fix problems that other guys that are, that, install something under my name. So I'm the one responsible for it. Then I have to go fix it and make it right by the homeowner. You know, we can do it ourselves and we know that it's going to be done the way that we want it done and to meet the homeowner's expectations. And I think that's part of why we have been so busy and our schedule stays so booked up because we know everybody around here, they know that it's us that's going to show up. It's us that does the work. And that they're going to get a quality product that they're not going to have issues with. Right. So I think that's, that's one thing that really helps, helps us out around here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and it's good, you know what you want. And it sounds like you guys are both really comfortable and, and for the, you know, for the foreseeable future, want to stay, you know, kind of the size you're at. That's, I, I, I mean, that's commendable to know what you want. You know, I think that's, I think that's what it's all about. Um, what do you I guys mean, maybe, a, maybe a helper or a finisher in the future? Yeah. Just so I don't have to carry all the tile all the time. Lincoln <laughs> yeah. don't have to carry all the tile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What, so what, so you're in a, you're in a, you guys are in a great position. I mean, you don't have a lot of competition, not, mm-hmm. you know, some, some handyman, some things of this nature. you you have a demand. I mean, how booked up are you guys? Uh, right now we're, we're pretty solid through the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried at all for the end of the year, you know, and probably going to be, I imagine whatever phone calls we get here coming up shortly, we're just, just going to be saying, you know, we're looking at, you know, it's going to be the first of the year before we can get to you guys. Yeah. And that's just, well, and, to- and we have a couple jobs, you know, that other dog kennel, whatever it goes, you know, that's going to be in the spring, early summer. And then, you know, we got a couple other deals that we've got, got cooking that, you know, if it, one of them in particular, if it goes, it's going to, I mean, it's, it, okay, I'm not going to say anything, so I don't want to jinx myself on the job, but, <laughs> but it's a large one as well. It's, it's, it's another large one, you know, and it's, it's kind of high price, high profile, you know, it's, 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 it's another one to get your name on the board with, you know, and it's a, 
an establishment that is highly recognized. Mm. So that's good. Yeah. It'd be pretty sweet. It'd be a good one. To, it'd be a good one to, to land. So we're, we're waiting to hear back on that one from the higher ups on that one. But For you know, sure. if in that one there, that one's a probably two month project. Oh, wow. If, if not more. And you guys are good taking on these, these bigger projects. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into a big, a big brand new hotel. I don't want to get into something right. like that where I'm yeah. bouncing from room to room to room to room. And I don't, I don't want nothing like that. Yeah. Um, you know, like these bigger, the bigger projects that we're doing, they're more, you know, like the, the dog kennel is very, it's a very personal project. Mm-hmm. So it is very personal to that, you know, to that customer, mm. you know, and this next one, you know, if we went, if, if we get this job, it is very, it is very a personal project as well, just for the establishments that it is. Mm. So it, you know, it's, it's not a go and bang them up and go it's to the unique. next room. I mean, it's. Yeah. A lot of meticulous work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm stoked for you guys. I hope you get it. Um, I, do you ever think about the, you know the, the, you know I guess the warning I want to put out there is for a smaller company to take on like really large work, you have to consider. And you guys did that. You considered your timeline, your other clients' mm-hmm. needs, right? Because you don't want them waiting too long. So, mm-hmm. but a couple months, you know, here and there. Um, yeah, and and most all of our work is remodel work, mm-hmm. and most of the time people aren't in too crazy of a hurry to have their their house tore up. Right, so they're willing. so they're willing to, they're willing to work with you and willing to wait. You know, I've had several people say, "Hey, I need to just say, hey, can I push you off for a week or two because I've got something pressing?" And they say, "No, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, if it needs to be longer, just let us know. It's not a problem." Yeah, yeah. So that's, and that's a good thing about it. you know everything's such a referral base for us that you know they it's you know it's they know what they're getting and they know who we are you know since we've grown up in these community Mm. you know we know so many people around already Mm. that they know that okay well if the crimps boys say they're going to come they're going to be on it they're going to tell you straight up yep or if they say i need two more weeks they're going to be here it's not going to be you know yep i'm going to be here and then i never Mm. show up for six months and i took your deposit and i'm running yeah yeah. it's not it's they're smaller communities. It's not big Kansas city or something or St. Joe and people are coming in and robbing you. No, there's a lot of advantages to being in a small community. I found, Mm -hmm. I I interviewed Chris Rachel a couple of weeks ago and he's in a small community as well. And I've grown up in small communities in the Midwest. And I, I I really do see the value. Um, like you're saying people, uh, I mean, if you go around burning one, one person, you know, it, it, you know, it puts a black eye on you and no, you know, people can't trust you in a, in a a real small place like that. Yeah. Like Cameron, Cameron, the population of Cameron's 10,000. So, I mean, it's really not even that big of a community, you know, and everybody knows everybody. And if you burn somebody, everybody's going to know. Right. Right. There's, there's no, there's no burning anybody. Yeah. And the flip side is true too. You know, the, the, you know, the, the bad news goes quicker, of course, spreads quicker, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you've been in it a while now and, and the good news travels as well. And so that's, that's a good position to be in and cost of living, I, I would imagine is much lower than even Lincoln or whatever, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I always tell folks, I'm like, if you need, if you're thinking about moving, you know, you might consider a smaller area. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Your, your business would grow quicker there. Well, and, you know, and back right. when we were still down in the city doing all the commercial work and we was coming back home, 
nights and weekends and we were doing all these side jobs. You know, a lot of the builders that we do work for now, that's what we were doing side jobs for. And so they were comfortable with us coming into these houses and coming into, you know, and doing all this kind of stuff nights and weekends when nobody would be around and all that kind of stuff. So it, it speaks volumes, you know, of mm-hmm. the trust that can be instilled in somebody. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Well, what's, uh, let's see here. What's, what's the biggest thing you guys struggle with? I mean, I, you know, I'm surprised you guys aren't at each other's throats, but I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, what would you say the biggest struggle in your business is? Well, like I was saying, you know, with us both having our own companies and us, so he gets a phone call, I get a phone call. So we're both bidding jobs. I think the hardest part is, is keeping our schedules together. Mm. That way we both know what's going on and where, where we're headed to next. You know, cause if we don't communicate on that, then if, if I tell a homeowner, say, Hey, we're going to be there next week. Well, he's just, what if he's already told the homeowner that we're going to be at their house next week. Mm. You know? Right. So that's, that's probably the most difficult part is just making sure we're both on the same page with everything. Yeah. So, so scheduling is important and it's, it's tough. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Especially when we got uh, several jobs lined up and we just got to, got to communicate with each other on it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would be a little bit confusing or could mm-hmm. be. So it's, yeah. I'm sure you guys have come up with a system that's working by now. Though. Like this, this summer when we were, you know, blocked out for that dog kennel, like I printed off calendars. I was like, all right, man. So mm-hmm. we're up there in Iowa for two weeks. These two weeks we're at all of these places. So, I mean, it's, it gets intense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, guys, I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to record this episode. I know it's going to help a lot of people and appreciate yeah. appreciate your activity in the groups and, and um, sharing, you know, what you guys are doing. It means a lot. It's in yeah. good stuff. Yeah, not a problem. Yep. Thanks for having us on. You're welcome. It. You're welcome. All right, Lincoln and Tyler, you guys have a good evening. All right. Thank you. You too. You're thank you. All right, Tile friends, that was another great interview with uh, Lincoln and Tyler Krentz. And uh, it was good to get to know them and see how they're doing things. That was really eye-opening, and I'm stoked for them. I'm glad their business is growing. And I know you enjoyed this episode. I I hope you uh, enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed getting to know them and talking to them. And if... uh, 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 listen, if you want to become a Patreon, you can uh, follow the link in my show notes. I am recording some shorter episodes just for my Patreon uh, members who are supporting me monthly. I do appreciate your support. It means a lot to me. And uh, until next time, stay profitable out there, Tile friends. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.